Welcome to the ShakeOut Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Van Buskirk. Each week, Canadian running staff writer Maddie Kelly and I bring you the news, results, and drama from the exciting world of running. This is The Rundown. Welcome back to The Rundown, listeners. It's been a couple of weeks since Maddie and I have been on your airwaves and we have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot of results to run through. It is so exciting that track is just in full swing. The roads are hot um, and there's a lot to look forward to coming up as well. So we're going to get into all of it but right off the bat. Hello, Maddie Kelly. How are you doing? Hello, Kate Van Buskirk. Uh, I'm doing very well on this sunny holiday Monday. I, full disclosure, woke up mere minutes before recording this podcast and uh this it really feels like the height of luxury to sleep in this late on a monday and are you comfortable telling our listeners why it is that you needed so much sleep yes absolutely uh i attended a bachelorette party in new york city over the weekend and while you know a bachelorette party mid-season is not classically responsible i unfortunately may not be able to attend the wedding for running reasons. So I told my coach at the beginning of the season when we were planning it, I said, heads up, I know this is kind of annoying. We must plan my spring season around this one weekend. And so we made it work because uh, there was no way I was missing one of my very dearest friends, both bachelorette party and wedding. So I I slept 12 hours last night. I'm catching up on some sleep and... uh, preparing for a tempo today and hopefully rested enough for a big workout on Wednesday. Fantastic. This is one of the sort of sad realities about what we do is that, of course, our competitive season almost always correlates with wedding season. So I, like you, have missed many a wedding and unfortunately also many a bachelorette party. And uh, it is a regret I have from my career because you can't get those moments back. So I'm glad that you made some time to celebrate with your friend. And in fact, you did a really good job of coordinating this because you flew right from LA where you were racing to New York for this bachelorette party. Um, so we won't get into too many of the nitty gritty details about your weekend in New York. Suffice it to say, it sounds like you had fun, which is great. But take us back to Thursday night. You were in California for the USATF Distance Classic. Yes, I was there myself and a bunch of other Canadians. I ran an 800, my second 800 of the season. I would not call it my tactically most strong performance. I honestly, I just ran kind of a crazy race. I made some weird moves. I made some half moves. I finished by, you know, trying to make it home as fast as possible in lane three on a corner, which is, as I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast can imagine, not the fastest route home. And in the end, I was fourth in, I think, a 202.1. So, you know, the the positives are my body actually felt really good. I think if I, you know, raced with a little more composure, uh, it could have been a good day. But honestly, my 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 head made some bad choices and uh, I and it showed in the last hundred. However, Canadian Addie Townsend finished third. And she's having a really, really strong season. You could for sure call it a quote-unquote breakout season. She has a season's best of 201.2. And she finished third in the 800 at the USA Distance Classic in 201.7. So certainly Addie is 
going to have a wonderful career and be very competitive on the international scene starting now. So kudos to Addie on your first, you know, I would say this is like the first like big stage top three finish. This was, you know, this was a high points meet. There was some good prize money and she really, she really performed well. Yeah, I think Addie actually did some pacing last year. She was at the Prefontaine Classic, which we'll get to in a moment because that's coming up. But she was at that meet where I was also pacing last year. And I remember seeing her there um, and a few other sort of high profile meets throughout the year. But yeah, I mean, she's just been racing so consistent and really showing that she belongs at the top of these these packs. So way to go, Addie. Maddie, we've got a lot of other results to cover from that meet. Do you want to run us through them? Yes, absolutely. Brandon McBride won the men's 800 meter in 147. It was not, you know, for Brandon, that's not a particularly fast time. However, I can attest the weather was not great for 800 meter running. It was, she was a little chilly. She was a little windy. And uh, so again, you know, I'm sure he went into that race just looking to run for place. And he did absolutely that. John Gay in the men's steeple won. He raced so well. It is so, I saw like, memes flying around on Instagram after just saying like get this man a contract I believe Kyle Merber and Chris Chavez were tweeting about it and I couldn't agree more no one is more deserving than John Gay who really is the people's champion and he showed that he is both the people's champ in spirit and in athleticism on Thursday in other news Ben Flanagan and Thomas Fafard were first and second in the 5,000 meter and Jess Furland was fourth in the women's steeple in 9.34, just one second off her personal best, which is from 2014. Jess has had some serious injuries, and she has clawed her way back to the top. So big kudos to all the Canadians in California. So exciting. And that's not the only place that there was a track meet. In fact, you kind of covered both of these in a way, given that you raced in California and then spent the weekend in New York. But of course, you did not race in New York, but there was a meet there called Track Night NYC. And we had some Canadians do really well there as well. Jean-Simon Degagné won the men's steeplechase in 822. Our men's steeplers were on fire this weekend. Erin Testchuk was fifth in the 1500 in 411. She's really shown some tremendous improvement this season. Really good to see her running fast. And Corey Bellmore won the beer mile in 453. Although Maddie and I were doing some sleuthing and we saw that it was sponsored by Athletic Brewing, which is, as far as we can tell, uh, they only make non-alcoholic beer, which is great. I mean, it's in the name. Um, Athletic Brewing, it's meant to be, you know, a little bit better for athletes to be consuming. But we are kind of noting that like beer miles with non-alcoholic beer definitely brings the stakes down slightly, but good for Corey <laughs> for his victory. 100%. It just, it just changes the game. You know, I think in the end, we may have uh, an, an, an ABV category and a non-ABV category. And, and that's right. totally cool too. Totally fine. On the other side of the pond, as they say, the Birmingham Diamond League took place it's actually the London Diamond League, but it was in Birmingham uh, over the weekend, which is very exciting because this is going to be where the Commonwealth Games will be held later this summer. So neat for some of our Canadian athletes to get sort of a exposure to the track before those championships start. And holy smokes, Maddie, our Canadian men are just crushing it. Marco Arope won the 800 in 145 in one of the most dominant races. I've ever seen. So Marco 
was third two weeks ago at the Doha Diamond League in a very tactical and slow race. He ran quite well. Um, it was just, you know, that the pace went out slow. And I think that he kind of came into Birmingham with something to prove. So he ran really smart. He was kind of mid-pack for most of the race. And then with 250 meters to go down the backstretch, it was like he turned on the turbo boosters. Like he was just like, okay, this has been fun, guys. I'm not going to play around anymore. He made this enormous move, gapped the field by like two seconds and stormed home and held on for his win. It was I, I think I tweeted after that Marco Arope just schooled the field, and I will stand by that because it was so extraordinary to watch. Really exciting for him. Aaron Brown won the men's 100 in 10.13, also after coming back from kind of a disappointing race um, in that Doha Diamond League. And then Django Lovett won the men's high jump in 2.28. Oh, and our men's 4 by 100 meter relay team was victorious. And this is the team of Aaron Brown, Jerome Blake, Brendan Rodney, and Andre DeGrasse. And this, of course, was a really exciting opportunity for them to win a race right after they learned that the IOC officially rubber-stamped their uh, medal upgrade from the Tokyo Olympics from bronze to silver because one of the members of the British team who had originally came second tested positive for a banned substance. Those men will be receiving their shiny new medals very soon. So in the women's 4 by 100 meter relay, our Canadian team was second. And a new, fun, young, interesting addition to this team was Guelph's Jacqueline Madogo, who had a really great U-sport season this year. She actually came from the sport of soccer, where I know this because my younger sister played varsity soccer for U of T, and Jacqueline played varsity soccer for Guelph, and they would compete against each other all the time. And so when I started going to Guelph, she came up to me and she said, oh my gosh, are you Erin Kelly's sister? And I said, yes, I'm Erin Kelly's sister. What's your name? And she has just been having an incredible youth sports season. She ran so well over 60 meters indoors, and she's proving her stuff at the highest level outdoors. So super excited for her and certainly a name to watch for in the Canadian Women's 100. The other members of that team were Sadie McCreeth, Kamika Bingham, and Leah Buchanan. Really awesome team altogether. So this is good news for them that they were able to play second at this Diamond League in Birmingham. And of course, we also have to mention your compatriot, Lindsay Butterworth, was seventh in the Women's 800 in 201. So great to see our Canadians representing across so many different events as well. Sprints, distance, field, awesome to see. So, Dan in Costa Rica, the NACAC Half Marathon Championships took place over the weekend with our Canadian women sweeping the podium to win a team gold. Sasha Gaulish was first in 117, Laura Desjardins was second in 119, and Colleen Wilson third in 120. The times were a bit slower because of the elevation and also the heat. However, the Canadian men also had a strong performance, taking home a team silver. Lee Wesleyus won bronze in his debut in 65.02. Kieran McDonald was sixth, and Phil Perot-Migas was seventh. So it looks like both groups of Canadians ran together for the majority of the race, which is, I mean, not that I've ever run a half marathon, but I would want a buddy if I did it. You know, like I would want to start the race and look at someone and be like, listen, you know, you feel good in the last kilometer or two. It's every it's every man, woman, child for themselves. But for 19K, it's you and me, baby. So I don't know if they had that exact conversation, but if they did, I think that's a really smart thing to do. 
especially when you're racing in the heat and at altitude, like it's, you're right. It's just really helpful to have some bodies around you. Back over in Burnaby, BC, we're going to go back a couple weeks now because it has been two weeks since our last rundown. The Canadian 10,000 meter track championships took place as part of the Lululemon Pacific Distance Carnival. So just for the listeners not quite in the know, the 10,000 meter, because it's such a long race, is held separately from the Canadian track and field championships, which will be at the end of June. This gives you know a chance for this race to be really highlighted. And it's also held earlier in the year when it's tends to be a bit cooler than trying to race, you know, in late June, 10,000 meters. We can talk to people like Andrea Sakafian, who, you know, ran probably the hottest 10K of her life last year in Tokyo, and you'll understand why we do this separately. So at that championship, Leslie Sexton, Queen Leslie Sexton, she is just having the year and a half of her life. She and Luke Bruchet were victorious in what were some very fast and competitive races. So Leslie improved her PB by a full minute running 32-31 to win this championship. This is her third 10,000-meter title since 2014, and of course, she is also the defending Canadian 10K road champion from last fall. She's also the only Canadian woman currently with world championship standard in the marathon. So Leslie's just having such a great time right now. Uh, Really good to see her running these kind of times and also just being so dominant. Sasha Golish, who we just talked about from the NACAC Half Marathon Championships was second in that 10,000 in a personal best of 32.56. And Anne-Marie Camo was third, also in a PB of 33.19. This was the night of PBs. On the men's side, Luke won the men's race in 28.01, which was only five seconds off of his personal best. And then Charles Philibert Thibodeau was second in a personal best of 28.11. And our Canadian Half Marathon record holder, Rory Linkletter, was third in 2826. Super exciting results across the board out in British Columbia. And other Rory Linkletter news, got some big cat energy, signed a Puma sponsorship, which he announced, I believe last week. So congrats to Rory for picking up a new sponsor. Very exciting. And in trail news, last weekend in Germany, ultra runner Marin Geertz set a new world best in the Backyard Ultra format, running 90 laps at the Backyard Masters, and this broke Harvey Lewis's record of 85 laps set in 2021 at Big Dog's Backyard Ultra. So this is the equivalent to a total of over 600 kilometers running the same 6.7K loop every hour on the hour around the clock. Incredible challenge. Sounds like torture to me, but good for Mirren and to all the others competing at the Backyard Ultras. Five Canadian women won their NCAA Conference Championships. Aurora Rinda of the University of Michigan won the 800 meter. Grace Larkin of the University of New Mexico won the 5,000 meter. Lauren Gale, who was a member of the Canadian 4x400 meter relay in Tokyo, ran the fastest 400 meter time by a Canadian this year of 51.3 to to win the Mountain West Championship. Kaylee McCabe of West Virginia won her second straight 3,000-meter steeplechase title at the Big 12 Conference Championships. Cornell University's Brooke Overholt won the women's 400-meter hurdles at the Ivy League Champs. Holy crap, that's about full and so exciting. That is like, that might be unprecedented. That number of Canadians at the top. And I can tell you, the two I know personally are Lauren and Aurora. 
And Aurora has been a very, very impressive runner. I trained with her at U of T when we were younger. She would school me over 300 meters, even when I was four years her senior. And her success is not surprising to me. That girl is talented and hardworking. And in terms of Lauren, you could see it in Tokyo last year that she was just ready. Like she's ready to be at that next level. She's ready to be a staple on that four by 14. She is ready to be in the 400 meter outright. And it is so nice to see her having that success after, you know, what was a really difficult year and a half for student athletes. So coming out the other side, I love, love to see Canadians on top of the NCAA the East and West Regional Championships, which qualify athletes for the NCAA, begin on Wednesday, and the NCAA Championships are June 8th through 11th at Hayward Field. So tons of collegiate action coming up. Please stay tuned because the Canadian women specifically, me oh my, so impressive. And they're going to be warming up Hayward Field because not only, of course, is this the location for the World Championships starting in July, but before then... We have the Eugene Diamond League, better known as the Prefontaine Classic, coming up at Oregon's Hayward Field. It's happening this Friday and Saturday, and we have three Canadians competing. Those are Mohamed in the 5,000 meter, Gabriella Debus Stafford in the 1,500, and Andre de Grasse in the 100 meter. So you can tune in to CBC. Uh, if you go to their website, CBC Sports, there will be a live broadcast window from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, and they will be... Uh, covering all the action for our Canadians and others. Kate, I think we should tell the people your big news because Kate has just told you something that's happening on Saturday, but she's left out a crucial detail. Kate, tell everyone what's going on. Well, thanks, Maddie. I will be on the live CBC broadcast on Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m., offering some inside scoop from an athlete who's been there um, and offering some analysis of the races. So I'm super excited for this. You can tune in to catch little snippets of me on Saturday. But of course, more importantly, our athletes will be competing their hearts out and we wish them the very best of luck. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. So I'm very, I'm very excited to watch, to watch Kate as well. Thanks, Maddie. Well, this was the meet last year. Um, it happened later in the season. The pre-classic last year was actually after the Olympics, but this was the meet where I was tasked with being the first rabbit in the women's 5,000 meter when Safan Hassan was going after her world record attempt. Um, unfortunately, she fell a bit short of that. She didn't have a lot of competition to push her, but it was really fun being at the brand new Hayward Field last year because holy smokes, that stadium is absolutely spectacular. The track is fast. The energy is electric. It's going to be a fantastic meet. And again, it's going to be a great setup for the World Championships this summer. And hopefully, Maddie will be on that start line in the Women's 800 at World Champs. We'll be able to cheer her on. We're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but make sure you tune in on Saturday because uh, it's going to be a great preview. So Maddie, you're back in town for a little while. You've been bouncing all over the U.S. back and forth the last few weeks, but you're home sweet home for at least two weeks. I have, yeah, 15 whole days at home, which is honestly this time of year, a luxury. Uh, so yeah, just a couple weeks of training and then I will head to Nashville for the Music City Distance Classic. It's a wonderful race, it's a ton of fun and I think Nashville is just a hoot. So I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I'm, I'm staying put and just putting a little bit of training in. 
course, we'll do a preview for that and bring you all the results. As always, you can check back with runningmagazine.ca for all the latest news and updates of our Canadians and others. In the meantime, thanks so much for tuning in. Happy Victoria Day to everyone celebrating today on this holiday Monday. And for The Rundown, I'm Kate. And I'm Maddie. And we'll be back with more soon. We'll be right back.